This is the Family Culture Project, episode 29, a creative way to incorporate your values into your life with guests, the Ruth Experience. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you to live a life of purpose with the ones you love and become the family you are meant to be. What if you picked one value that was really important to you and took steps, not once in a while, but every day to live it out? Your life would be transformed. And what if you did it with friends? The impact would be exponential. If you've listened to our podcast, we know that it's super important for you to identify your values and whether you're getting our free downloads that help you determine your values or you're taking our online course, you come up with these values and there's a tendency to be overwhelmed by like, how the heck am I going to start incorporating all of these at the same time into my family? And what I love is that, and the the people that we're going to talk to today, they chose one value and they systematically worked it into their lives. They decided to Ahead of time that they were going to try to have it show up in their every day. And I think that they um, did it in a fun way that made it enjoyable for everybody. I think that they didn't put a ton of pressure on themselves, but that they were consistent and intentional about it. So I love how our guests focus on what a core value is to them, which is kindness and how they, they live this out first over the Advent season and then really throughout the whole year. How they really talk about, quite honestly, the successes and the failures they've had along the way. Because we, one, our motto is, um, it's not about perfect, it's about purpose. And they really key in on that point, meaning that this is important to us. This is what we incorporate in. And stick with it. Be consistent. And over a period of time, you're going to you're going to see random things happen within your family that mm-hmm. you're, and you're going to look back and say, wow, this has really had an impact. And they gave a couple really, I thought, cool, cool examples in the interview. Mm-hmm. I think what this episode did for me was help me to understand that I can start really small and I can take something that matters and make it a thing. Like make it an adventure. They made kindness during the Advent season, an adventure for their kids. So Carl, I asked them, and now I'll ask you, what is your favorite way to be kind? That's a good question. I would say, look, think about your day. You go along and you and you think about things about people and you keep it to yourself. Like you think good things about people and you keep it to yourself. Like, wow, that person's really actually good at what they do. So I'm thinking about work and I think about some of the people that I think are very impressive. But when do I actually say something to them? Mm-hmm. Or do I might say something to somebody else. I might say something in another meeting that that might compliment them on the side. But when do I actually just say face-to-face, you know, I really think you do a great job. And the work that you do is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I I did that yesterday. And I think the person was kind of caught a little bit off guard by that. But I think people need that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, I could use it as well. But I'm just saying it's, it's... it's something that I think that we can do that's so small that it mm-hmm. becomes so powerful over time. Mm-hmm. It's those little acts of kindness. And I, I think the other thing is is that when you read advice of how to be um, friends, when friends and influence from people, it's it's listening, right? Mm-hmm. So it's but it's asking good questions. So it's being engaged and asking, finding questions you want to ask that's going to draw that person out. And you're going to learn something cool. They're going to be engaged because you're asking the question. You're interested in things that they're doing. So, and, and to me, that's, there's, there's kindness in that. Mm-hmm. It's a mutually beneficial thing. Mm-hmm. People want to talk mm-hmm. and they want to 
you know, mm-hmm. tell you their story. And, mm-hmm. and it's cool trying to draw that out, mm-hmm. I think. No, I like that you said that because, to be honest, I was actually thinking the same thing. I was thinking about my answer, if you were to ask me the same question. And for me, it would be just giving people my time and my attention, like paying attention to them on purpose has been one of the things that I've been trying to do. And and I think that that, that is absolutely a way that we can be kind. Um, you know, sometimes when we think of kindness, we think that we actually have to do an act. And that is what the Ruth experience did. They're, they they did this... Um, Advent, and then it turned into the acts of kindness, which is now a a year-long devotional. And so, yes, it has to do with acting, but sometimes kindness goes beyond doing something that's maybe more tangible. Right. No, absolutely. Well, I think I think in what you get out of this, or what you learn from this, and 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 maybe it's obvious, maybe it's not, but the acts of kindness are enjoyable. Mm -hmm. It's not a burden. It's something you actually look forward to. It's not Mm -hmm. saying, oh. Oh, I have to do this extra meal and bring this over to this family that's kind of struggling with, say, a sickness, and they could really use just a free night of not having to cook. And but but there's there's joy in it because you're giving joy, and and when you're giving joy um, to others, and you're receiving it as well. When we first started this journey of determining our values and then being intentional about incorporating them into our lives, it. It feels sort of silly, and I don't know why it does, but it feels sort of silly to make a list of ways that, for example, we can be kind. So, like, one of our one of our things that I would like to do more of is to celebrate one another. It's part of our mission statement. It's part of what is important to me. And so I can't just wing it, right? Like, I need to sit down, and we need to all talk about, okay, let's brainstorm the 10 ways that we can celebrate one another and let's figure out how we can put them on the calendar. It encourages me and it reinforces this idea that you will not be able to incorporate something into your life with intention if you don't first set out and make a plan, make a list, get your ideas together. And then that idea of bringing other people into it so that you can encourage and cheer each other on is fascinating. And so that's why I love talking to them. I loved hearing their story. And I loved the idea that that what they've done not only affects their families, but it affects other people. It's because they're, you know, it's, you're right. It's they're, they're bringing the kids along on that journey. So it's mm-hmm. not just them, the, the, the women in that group, it's them bringing yeah. with their families, bringing them along the journey. And, and they call it, um, you know, it's a journey, not a destination. So you're not just trying to get somewhere. It's mm-hmm. a journey. And again, a- along a journey, not everything goes perfect all the time. And it's mm-hmm. but you're on that journey and you just stick with it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what your loved ones really think of you? A family retreat is a fun way to connect with one another and get honest feedback on how you are doing as a family. Our family retreat is one of the things that we look forward to each year. Be sure to type in the, T-H-E, familycultureproject.com forward slash shop to get your copy. Today, I'm talking with The Ruth Experience. Julie, Kendra, and Kristen are three friends whose lives are intertwined as writers, speakers, wives, moms, and world changers. They believe in the immense power of authentic community and of intentionally living one's faith out loud through simple acts of kindness. They are the authors of four books, including the most recently released One Year Daily Acts of Kindness devotional, available through Tyndale House Publishing. Welcome. I am so excited to have Julie and Kendra from the Ruth Experience here with us today. Um, missing is Kristen, but 
I know she's here in spirit, right? That's yeah, right. And you guys will talk yeah. about her too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> she's got a sick kiddo this morning. And so we're just gonna, we're just gonna roll with it. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, so I want you to just start us off by talking to us about how you began the Ruth experience. Sure. So we actually started the Ruth experience. I want to say it was about seven years ago now. And we, it came out of our heart and our passion for women to find community. And Julie and I had been running a Bible study in our home for several years together and just saw the community that would happen when, when women were face to face. But we realized that that's not always the case. Um, and so we decided to try to create that same sort of experience or feel for women online to find as well. And so we carried over that name because um, the, the story of Ruth in the Bible, Ruth and Naomi, is one of women who walked alongside one another through hard times, through pain, through struggle, through joy, through all of it. And we really loved um, that picture that it created. And so we had called those little groups that met in our home for all those years, we had called them the Ruth experience. And so we decided we were going to just continue to use that name and utilize it in our online space as well. So mm -hmm. that's how it began. Oh, it's fantastic. I love how most of the things that we end up doing start in our homes or start in person and in our own communities. Yes. And then they just flourish and blossom. Yeah. So a year ago, you came out with a book called One Year Daily Acts of Kindness Devotional. So it was 365 inspiring ideas to reveal, give, and find God's love. So I'd love for you to tell us the story about how that came about. Sure. So we, <laughs> it actually came about several years earlier. We, um, Kristen, Julie, and I were kind of lamenting the holiday season that was upon us. And as moms, as parents, um, with kids, it's like the Christmas season is a lot of fun, but it also can turn very me focused and me centered. And so our kids, my son in particular was making his Christmas list of, you know, 50 to a hundred things that he wanted like two months ahead of time. Uh -huh. It's like, this is kind of ridiculous. So how do we shift this focus? So Julie actually came up with the idea, why don't we do acts of kindness during the Christmas season, and we'll call it Advent Acts of Kindness. And since we already had this online community, we thought, well, why don't we put it out there and see if other people wanted to join us as well? And so we did that for a few years. We would do Advent Acts of Kindness. We would start on December 1st and run it through Christmas. And people uh, started to join us in doing small acts of kindness every day. And so between our three families, we would kind of encourage and support one another, and we would each take um, every third day to do that. Well, we did that for a couple of years. And then Kristen suggested, why don't we do an entire year of kindness? And, <laughs> and Julie and I were a little like, okay, I guess we could try. And we, um, so we did, we actually did an entire year of kindness, um, 365 days. And then it was after that process that we had kind of um, written about it, and we'd come up with a lot of just stories around kind acts um, that we then, you know, were able to meet with a publisher and talk with them about it. And they loved the idea of putting it, in, it into a devotional form. So many of the stories that you'll find in the book aren't just about us and our families, but about many of the other people around us and, and the stories that we heard over that year. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I love that. You know, two things that stand out to me about that, um, you know, you started doing it just during Advent, 
for many years, right? So you started small. If you guys yeah. had started out saying, let's do a whole year, it would have flopped. It would have been, right. Right. that's what I would have done. Like, yes. <laughs> said, let's do this big thing. But I love that you started small and you were consistent in those small steps and that enabled you to expand your capacity to do this wonderful year. Um, I don't know, I want to call it experiment, but like this, this year long journey into kindness. Yes. Um, and another thing that I love is that you did this in community. I know that having a community around me has been a game changer. So why don't you talk to us more about like how that helped you stay the course and what that looked like practically? Like, how did you stay connected? I mean, I know you live near each other, but like, what did it look like? Sure. Um, you're exactly right. Being in community is a game changer. There's so much encouragement in community. Um, one of us would get discouraged about something that had gone wrong with something in our family. I mean, kindness is really about a journey, not a destination. And so we're not there. Our kids aren't there. <laughs> and so on the really bad days, I can say to Kendra, oh goodness, do you know what happened? And I can tell her the story of my kindness flop. Yep. And <clears throat> she's very rarely discouraged on the same days that I am. And so um, <laughs> she encourages me and then I encourage her or she has a different perspective on, on how things happened. Um, so there's just a, there's a um, encouragement, but there's also sort of this force that just keeps you moving forward when you're doing it in community. Mm -hmm. um, that we have grown to love and actually really cherish. And so one of our, some of our favorite kind things um, we do within community because we want to pull other women in with us and have them just journey along us, alongside of us because you're right. It sounds big when you say a year of kindness and it sounds overwhelming and like, mm, I just don't think I can fit that in. But in reality, it's not, it's so small and it can be so small and so simple. But that's where the community comes in is to give you fresh ideas and mm -hmm. encouragement and just keep you moving forward when it feels like a hard season mm -hmm. or a hard time where you just want to stop. Yeah. So did you guys keep in touch like on the phone, via text? Did you use Voxer? I know Voxer is, we just started, I just convinced all my friends to get on it. I'm like, you really, we need to get on this. Um, like, how did you, like, what did that look like on a daily basis? Because I know a lot of our listeners are like, I am too busy. Like, uh, how do I like make, like connect with people in my community that are doing the same things I'm doing? Sure. Well, um, we have a text thread um, Kendra, Kristen, and I, and so we're always communicating via text, all sorts of little funny things or mm -hmm. um, encouragement or a safe spot to share something too. So I love texting because it's immediate, it's immediate communication. Um, I find praying over texting is super effective. Mm, I good. especially love that because people can reread the prayer, but they get it instantaneously at the same time. Um, so we do a lot of our texting. I, I use Snapchat with a couple of other girlfriends. I know that sounds crazy because it's like <laughs> such a teenager app, but um, middle-aged women can use it too. And we have a ton of fun over Snapchat and just communicating back and forth and creating community. That's really what it's about. So there's, also, I, there's probably a million different apps. I hear something about Marco Polo and how much fun that one is too. Oh, I haven't tried um, that one yet. Yeah. So there's so many different ways to leverage technology and put people into a little group and then really build community that way. So we do it quietly and personally that way, but then we also do it 
on the Ruth Experience um, Facebook page and Instagram and website, trying to build that larger community too. We've got a closed Facebook group where people can put ideas and photos and that kind of thing in there and just build encouragement in a broader, more public space. So I think that there's a Great. there's a spot for public, but then there's a spot for a little bit more private mm-hmm. and both work well together. That's great. Um, why don't you share with us the difference between being kind and nice? Oh boy. <laughs> this one's like, <laughs> Kendra, and we're like, oh, Julie, you can have that one. Um, you know, there, we're in Minnesota, and so there's a lot that gets said about Minnesota nice. And there's sort of this conversation around Minnesota nice, which is sometimes true, maybe sometimes a little bit more passive aggressive rather than nice. Um, the difference between kindness and nice. Some translations of the Bible use the word mercy instead of kindness or kindness instead of mercy. And that's really the heart of it. Kindness is biblical. Um, and there's deep scriptural truth behind it. And it's, it's looking and taking care of others around us. Sometimes at sacrifice to um, our own cost. So time, emotional energy, um, money, effort, all of those things come into play with kindness versus nice is a social construct that we use to just sort of lubricate society, but there often isn't an investment with niceness. So mm-hmm. we're, we're being nice to people, but it's very surface. And it just allows us to move through our days and move through society um, versus kindness, which is seeing people and responding. That's, that's how we differentiate between kindness and being nice or polite. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely sounds like that has to do with the heart mm-hmm. and an attitude towards other people. Yeah. It is. It is. There's, yes, kindness is a heart um, condition and there's heart issues that go along with it. Right. So yeah. sometimes I have to battle through a few things when we're, Oh doing- yeah, I know I do. <laughs> when it comes to kindness. <laughs> so do we, <laughs> <laughs> you know, being kind is not just about telling your kids to be kind and giving them a list of things to do, but it's about like we just mentioned modeling it to them and also continually talking about it to them. That's one of the ways we build culture in our home is to continually talk about our values and the things that are important to us. And so I'd love to know, what are the conversations around kindness look like in your home? What are the things that you talk about? That's a really, <clears throat> that's a really good question. I think uh, kindness is, has become just part of any conversation within our house. Um, a lot of times in, in our home specifically, I have five kids and they range in age from four all the way up to 27. And so we have quite a range of of different um, examples or ways that people are now incorporating or kids are now incorporating kindness into their lives. So what we tell our kids to do is honestly what we tell women to do, which is to look around you, to notice the places that you already go and the people that you already see, and to be looking for ways to be kind in those places and with the people that you are among. So for my, um, my kids in school, you know, that's talking about 
Um, how are you acting in, in the lunchroom? How are you treating the staff at your school? How are you noticing if there's someone who's left out on the playground? And these kinds of conversations um, come up quite often in our home when we're talking about kindness. It's not necessarily you know, that we're doing these huge projects with our kids all the time. Um, although sometimes certainly we, we can do that, but it's in the everyday, it's in the ordinary places. So my daughter who's now um, in, in college and she works at, at our local hospital, you know, she'll give examples of um, how she takes time, extra time with a patient who the other staff are just frustrated with because they're just grumpy or they're not getting, you know, they're not getting along. And so she will sit around the table and talk with the kids about that, which is wonderful because mm -hmm. it's just looking at where am I at in my life and how can I incorporate kindness wherever that is. And so my husband will come home and he'll tell examples from work and the guys that he works with and things like that. And so it's really kind of getting our kids to see um, and modeling for them how we're trying to do this in just the everyday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. So small steps over time create change. Like you were saying, the small conversations, things in the everyday. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure your families didn't change overnight once you started this. Can you tell us about a moment when you realized that the atmosphere and the culture in your home was changing because of how intentional you were and being kind? Was there a moment or was it like you looked back and you went, oh my gosh, my family's different? Like, yeah. that's, a, that's an interesting, I had never really thought about that before. And I feel like it's more of the boiling frog analogy where it's just this gradual change over time. And then one day um, your child surprises you with just something that's of their own. I think that's when I have started to recognize it is when my children have started acting out on their own, not prompted by me, not not based on anything that I've said to them, then that's when I stop and I think, oh, they're, they're listening and they're seeing and they're starting to apply that. Now I am going to say that this is a journey, not a destination. So like we, like everybody in my family is not always kind. Like we are unkind. Okay. And we <laughs> at it, especially sometimes um, within our family to each other, because that's the safe place. Oh, yeah. So that's where you're most likely to let your ugly out, right? Is yeah. among others. So I don't want anybody to think that like, we've got this all figured out or that our families are a bunch of cherubs and nobody else can accomplish this. <laughs> but it is a gradual just changing and it's changed our hearts over time. I see the world differently. I know Kendra and Kristen would say the same thing. Our hearts break. Mm -hmm. Um, more quickly for the things that break God's heart, I think. Um, my son, I was telling Kendra last week, my son, we were sitting around the dinner table talking and my son has started making these pop-up. He's learned how to make 3D cards out of paper. And so he sits at school in the morning and he loves making these cards. And I said, oh, who are you giving these cards to? And um, he, they have a reading teacher that comes in and just has a hard time in the classroom. And he's like, well, I'm starting to give these cards to the teachers that are liked the least. And so he like, he like listed, he's got this whole little list in his head, you know, he was going to give them to oh the ladies and the lunch, the lunch ladies, and he's going to give it to the janitor. And he's, and so he's starting in his own world, looking around and saying, who doesn't get appreciated? I'm going to give my cards to them. Mm -hmm. 
And that's where you think, oh, I, something's going right. So I mean, yeah. we're doing something right here. Um, so, so don't give up. I mean, it's one of those things where you just start planting seeds and then all of a sudden your kids are going to completely shock you and you're going to think, wow, you really are grasping what's going on. And this is, and that's exciting. Mm -hmm. That just warms my mama heart up. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. And I bet that provides fuels for the days when it is, it doesn't go well. That's exactly, you cling to those moments, right? So then when he and his sister get into a big argument and you're like, oh, okay, but that's okay because we're on this journey together and I, I fail too. So, um, so yeah, that's, but it isn't an overnight thing. It's just a gradual change. Yeah. I think it's um, so important that you share and thank you for sharing about how it doesn't look perfect in your home. Cause I bet there's listeners out there that think this sounds so wonderful, but this would never work for me because you don't know my family and you don't know my kids. And um, along the same vein of what you already shared, could you um, share with us an example of when it went disastrously wrong? So we all know that you're real. And <laughs> maybe one more example about um, how it went surprisingly right. How you felt yeah. like, wow, what we're doing matters. One of my favorite fail stories, it was just spectacular in its failure. I, um, we have refugees in our community. And so it was several years ago and we had some refugee families coming to the community and they were coming from warm countries and we're in Minnesota and it was in the middle of winter and it was just terribly cold and they didn't have enough warm clothes. And so I, it was during Advent. And so my children and I, I was like, this is a great idea. We're going to go to the store and you guys can pick out some like warm fleece outfits for kids your age. And I had this image of my head of like how this was going to be this kumbaya. <laughs> my children, clothes for other children, and it was going to be beautiful. And we were going to have this whole conversation about it. And I'm in the store and my children are both, they were little, they were really little. And they were both like laying on the floor of the store. They were so over it. <laughs> And I found myself (laughs) being very, very frustrated with them. So now I'm in the store trying to pick up clothes. I'm snapping at my children. And in my head, I'm thinking, not only are you like, not only are you not being kind to other people, but now you're being unkind to your own children in your effort. (laughs) And I thought, oh, like just my shoulders just felt just burdened. Like, oh, I'm completely, I have completely blown this. And so I bought the clothes and we left and I just let it go. I just let it go and we regrouped. And then we came back, we circled back around to it on another day. And then we delivered the clothes and we had the conversations. Um, But yeah, I still have this very mental image of like my children just like laying on the floor. (laughs) so like it does happen I mean there are just when your best laid plans go completely off the rails and you and then you find yourself being like seriously unkind when you're when when you were attempting to be kind and so take heart and let it go and regroup and come back at it on a different day with your kids and then they had a great time like it worked out but yeah not one of my kindest moments (laughs) Gosh. But Kendra has a fantastic story about her son. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well. So a time where it went really well, um, 
my son, when he was in middle school, we, we had been talking again, like I was saying, conversations around noticing people around them. And, and so we were looking for someone that we could actually do something for. And my son was in middle school at the time. And he said, well, I think I have an idea. And so we said, okay. And he had a young man who was in his class who had been diagnosed with cancer and had missed a lot of school because he had been so sick. And it was not someone that my son was really close to. It wasn't in his friend circle, but he knew him because he was in his grade. And so as a family, then we sat down with our kids because we don't want to give them all the answers. So we asked them, what do you, what do you guys think we should do for this young man and his family? And so they decided together that they thought it would be a good idea. Well, if he's not feeling very well, but maybe he wants to get out with his family a little bit, maybe going to a movie would be something that they could do as a family. And so um, they decided that's what they wanted. So we got movie tickets um, for this young man and his family. And then the next night, my son and the other kids um, sat down and wrote this young man and his family a, a card explaining what we were doing and how we were praying for him and um, just some very nice, you know, thoughts mm -hmm. and encouragement for him and his family. And we put the um, gift card for the movie tickets in with it. Well, my son, because he didn't really know this young man, had to um, go to the, the school office the next morning. He took the little card in and he explained to the secretaries what he was doing and would they mind passing this um, card on to this young man's family. Mm -hmm. And of course they said, you know, that they would, and they were, um, you know, very impressed that he was taking the initiative to do this. And I think, you know, and so for us, that's one of a great example of a time where it worked really well. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage parents by letting, you know, one of the, one of the byproducts of this doing these kind acts that we didn't really realize was happening until much later is that it, it, and this example is, is perfect for this because it shows the empowerment that our kids are getting from this as well, that they are, we are now seeing our kids empowered to um, take the initiative, to take action when they see something happening, to step in and to say, I could do something about this. Yeah. Um, and we didn't really realize that until we'd been doing kind acts for a while that our kids are now feeling like, you know what, I can go out and I can make a difference and I can, I can create some change. And maybe it's not huge, but one person is still worth it. And so we believe that as our kids grow and as they mature and become adults, we want to have kids who aren't just kind, but who are empowered to actually do something. So when they get into the world and they something instead of being paralyzed by fear or doubt or whatever they are going to say you know what I grew up in a home where I felt like I could do something about it and I was empowered and that will carry on in to their adulthood and we uh, I mean oh, Julie and Kristen and I talked about this quite often we did not realize that that would be one of the byproducts of these kind acts but it really is it really has empowered our kids mm-hmm Oh, and I think it's incredible that you said that you don't try to give them all the answers. I mean, I've definitely found that when I throw questions out there to my kids and I allow them to make suggestions, I mean, I'm just, for example, our chore chart, like I said, here's what needs to be done. You guys figure out how it gets divvied up. And then as soon as they were the ones that they felt empowered, that they felt that they had a say, that they could really like 
a part of the how, they got so excited about it and they took ownership of it. And I think that that's so important for us to do as parents, as we're teaching them to be kind, as we're building culture, is to let them in on the process of what that looks like, what our everyday looks like in comparison to what our values are, what's important to us and what we believe. And so I think that's great. God has put a passion in our kids that is sometimes different than us. And so when we yeah. allow our children um, that space to find their passion, that builds their relationship with God in a way that we can't, because that's the other thing that yeah. we started kindness to do was to allow them to see God in tangible ways. And so when we step out of that just a little bit and allow them to have that space with God and come up with those things, that builds their relationship. Oh, totally. And, and that's what we're after. They're like, I want, I want you to have a relationship with mm-hmm. God. And so you talk to him. What does he tell you to do? Yeah. And I'll help you do it. Yeah. And that's going to carry them into adulthood, a list of do's and don'ts. And here's what you have to do to be a part of our family. That goes nowhere fast. And it's slow. It's quickly forgotten when they leave the house. Right. Yeah. All right. So as we wrap up, would you share with us, what are your favorite ways to be kind personally? We were talking about this um, a little bit ahead of time. And I think we have to say our favorite way to be kind includes others. And so I, I love having other people in my house. I love inviting other people along on projects. I want to pull as many other women into this as possible because not only does it create community and we talked about that importance earlier, but it also, um, it also gives other people an opportunity to see, and then they go out and they adopt it and they start doing it too. So it's this ripple effect of, it's this ripple effect of kindness and it's this ripple effect of game changing and world changing that just kind of goes out. So anything that includes other people mm-hmm. and kindness is like my favorite. Yeah. So it's more the theme than it is like a specific act. That's, that's what I get really passionate about. Other people and kindness combined. It's like peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. And that, does that go for you, Kendra? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I love anytime that we can build community and bring other people along. It just creates more momentum and more excitement. Sometimes, you know, parenting can feel kind of lonely and it's, it's you know, it get it can just um, get hard. And so when we have other people to come alongside and when our kids then and, and all of our kids will see the excitement amongst the parents, it just creates, um, mm-hmm. creates so much, something so much bigger than you could ever do on your own. I think that's what we've realized is that I'm one person. Sure. But if one person comes along with one, another person yeah. comes along with another, it just creates a, a wave of change that I couldn't do on my own. And so I'm always excited when we can do things, um, in community, if in with groups of other people. Yeah. Yeah. And I do find that, um, especially the people I know, the moms I know, they're, um, they're waiting to be asked to do wonderful, kind things. And they're waiting for permission too. I think to step out and do things that maybe are out of their comfort zone. And if they have someone that asks them to join them to do something, they, they're, they're definitely willing and up for it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for creating this incredible resource with literally takes, takes the, all the thinking out of being kind. If somebody wants to pick up your book and they decide they want to be kind, it helps them. It walks them through it. It makes it simple. And I love that. So thank you so much for creating that. Thank Thank you. you. That was fun. 
If you're looking for a new devotional for the new year, check out Kendra, Kristen, and Julie's book, The One Year Daily Acts of Kindness Devotional, wherever books are sold. You can find The Ruth Experience online at theruthexperience.com and on Facebook and Instagram as The Ruth Experience. There will be links to all of this in the show notes. If you've been enjoying the show, we'd like to ask you for a favor. Would you be willing to leave a short review in iTunes? We're passionate about helping families thrive and reviews help families find us. We really appreciate your support. Remember, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. To learn more about the Family Culture Project, go to thefamilycultureproject.com.